Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Shipwreck Show. My name is Shipwreck, and I will be your hostess with the mostest. And tonight we've got brand new guests, podcast host. The podcast is called Conspiracy Pilled. We got the host PJ and Abby Libby. Abby Libby. So Libby, is that like your is that your middle name? It's my last name. I married that. So when I was looking you up, and I've I've hopped into your Rumble and all of your lives the last couple of weeks, just kind of checking you guys out. And I thought the Libby, the Lib, I thought that stood for like Lib, like so like you were a former <laughs> liberal. And so then I was like, oh cool, because we just had Ashley on, and she was like a big purple-haired flaming liberal, like she was big. And then she switched to so I thought this was going to be kind of that thing. And then I saw your name, and I'm like, that's not the thing. It's not the thing at all. Uh, d- didn't you make your handle Abby the Lib at one point, which made it even more <laughs> confusing? <sighs> Well, that's what it is now because I can't have now? Abby that's Libby right. anymore yeah. because I got banned. Yeah, that's right. We got. Oh, you got banned from, from Twitter. Oh yeah, I just came to Twitter. I, I we didn't have a prayer on Twitter. I put up three tweets back in 2020, and that was it. I was done after that. That yeah, doesn't take down. much. One was about <laughs> the vac- the vaccine vase and being a zombie. Scott Keen, welcome to the membership club. Thank you for being here. Enjoy those emojis. And I do have more stuff coming for the members. We were just talking about it backstage. Some more to come. I know I suck at this. I'm working on And for those on the locals on Rumble. You guys, welcome to the live. PJ and Abby, thank you so much for being here. We got Sonia in the house and Lily's Flowers and Mrs. Blue Whiplash and Squire and Scott and James and Scott, the other Scott. I saw you in here and Megan and Casey. You guys, welcome to live and a very happy Friday to all of you. I hope you're having the best Friday ever. Tonight we got PJ and Abby. So you guys, you guys are the the hosts of Conspiracy Pilled Podcast. Now, where tell me about your podcast? What do you guys do when in terms of your podcast? What would you label yourself as? Critics call us slightly more hinged than Alex Jones. <laughs> Holy shit! Was that on CNN? That sounds familiar. No, it's just our tagline. But yeah, yeah, it's a uh, it's a more <laughs> a little more hinged i guess sometimes we get a little unhinged sometimes i feel like sometimes we have to change the tagline we had one this week that was about like nephilim dna and hillary clinton and all kinds of crazy stuff <gasps> so um <gasps> the gilgamesh yeah the Gil- tomb of gilgamesh thing we covered yeah did she get it we we covered it a couple months ago i think that episode went down but did she oh. ever end up getting it does like did she get to it not as far as I can tell. It's really weird. I think she's using a pseudonym to like search for s- secret stuff in the FOIA requests, but that's a whole other story. But yeah, our show, we started back in September. We do kind of weekly on YouTube, Rumble, Odyssey, Twitch, all that good stuff. They go for about an hour okay. on the regular platforms. Then we do a half hour bonus kind of talking to the audience, a little, more, little less, oh, get away from the show notes and really just talk to people and get a little more unhinged. And then we've got a locals channel where we do just other <laughs> we call it the unhinged section where it's just kind of like stuff maybe we wouldn't say on <laughs> youtube as much but yeah now are you guys so i've got your guys so i have their links all listed below in the description so make sure you go follow them anywhere that you want to listen to them you guys are, are very good like i said i popped in and out of your lives the last couple of weeks just kind of doing my homework you're extremely good at what you do and it seems like you really enjoy it is that factual is that fair to say yeah, well, we love thank it. you for yeah, <laughs> we do really enjoy it. Yeah, I it's uh, it's so funny because the whole way this thing started was I had Abby on my show uh, that I was doing earlier, in, I guess, earlier in 2022, which was just politics. And we were talking politics. We never talked about conspiracy stuff the whole episode. And then as soon as the episode was done and we went down and we were just behind the scenes talking like one of the first things she asked me is like, you ever thought about doing a conspiracy podcast? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where it came from, but it was just like it bloomed from there. So this is yeah, pretty cool. Pretty cool way to. And meet Abby, someone. is that is that kind of how it went for you too? You were like, 
fuck yeah, let's do conspiracy stuff. And then it just took off. Are we like, God, who is this guy? Why? It Why? Was, it was crazy how on the same page we were from the first conversation. And he, he we were talking about being creators in this in this world like how it works and how youtube is always bringing people down and tiktok and all that and he was talking about how he'd had a conspiracy show before and hadn't been able to continue it co-host had you know not wanted to do it anymore we we're talking about that and i was like shoot that sounds like something i would love to do if you wanted to reboot it yeah yeah and the rest is history yeah yeah that's awesome. So as far as like conspiracies go, which of all of them that you guys have covered so far, which one do you feel like, or which one do you think is your favorite? Let's start with PJ. Favorite okay. conspiracy. <laughs> I think most people who know will know that I've really been on the trail of this same conspiracy for a while. Uh, and it has okay. to do with um, all the Project Bluebeam stuff. You really Have you ever looked into that much? I have. Well, we've talked about it an awful lot, but as far as like digging into it, not so much just here and there. Gotcha. Yeah. So that one's just been really sticking with me. And it started with, we were talking about the Raelians. I don't know if you ever heard of that weird cult, right? I have. Yes. So well, yeah, because it was it you that sent me that message about Kanye yes. West. Oh, that's right. We were talking that's about right. That. It was a Cause whole... I was like, no, wait a minute. And you were like, no, it's the new symbol. And I'm like, so then I dove into it. And so then I brought it up in a live and people were like yeah, yeah. Nazi lover. And I was like, man, I'm out. I'm not even gonna talk about this. <laughs> for some of you people got out of here. Yeah. It was so Bless funny. Be Go ahead. It was so funny because we did the, the like the railing episode happened out of nowhere. We had no like I, I, last minute. I changed what I was going to talk about. And I was like, let's do something UFO related. So I started looking at this cult W56 out of Italy in the 1950s. They're kind of like this hippie sex cult that was into aliens. And I couldn't find enough information on them. And then during all this, I found the railings. And by the end of, by the end of this whole searching to this episode, I was like, it's weird that the media has no problem with these people. Like they hate every other cult, rightly so. And every every thing I saw from Yahoo and whoever was just like this glowing review of of the Raelians and what a great cult they were. And I thought at first it was just because they were really left wing. And then I realized that they're really anti-vax. And I'm like, how are they getting a pass from the mainstream media being this exploitative cult that is where the leader's 40 years old, marries a 16-year-old, and they're anti-vax, and that, yet the media seems to love them. And I started looking at Project Bluebeam, and I'm like, the whole point of the Raelians is that all of all of uh, every religion is just aliens, and that's what kind of led me down this like blue beam rabbit trail, where I'm like, I see like NASA employing theologians to figure out what would happen if you know what would every major religion do if they found out aliens were real and all this stuff. So it's kind of just led me down. I'm still digging into it, but it's probably the one that's fascinated me the most over the last three or four months. And the and the Kanye thing that we were talking about. That was yeah. exactly a month to the day after we did our episode about the Raelians. That's what blew my mind. That's I what said, you had said. Yeah. I had said if if the Raelian thing, if they really want to push this, then we'll start seeing the Raelians in the mainstream more. And then a month later, Kanye tweets their their logo on Twitter. So wasn't wasn't um Elon Musk, wasn't he a Raelian? Is this didn't didn't I he, he's I an honorary right? He's an honorary Raelian. So the Raelians have this website where they uh they have this like we think this person's great for these reasons they make them honorary aliens but yeah so he's not okay. i don't think so he's a made... cult but yeah george soros is an honorary alien uh yeah. it's yeah the, the it, madonna eminem there's klaus a lot schwab. it's weird klaus schwab is klaus... too listen can i can i just pitch something to you too while i got you here and then i'm gonna, i'm going to ask libby or, or abby damn it abby here and just one of her first names that's why i made this video 
I, I made this video right before we came on. And so you know how they had the Davos meeting this week? Uh, yeah. And they had it last year, too. They have it every year. Okay, and they yeah. all get together, and they all preach at us, and they want us to eat bugs. They want us to eat bugs, and they want us to eat plants. They want us to eat my food's food. Right. And I'm like, I didn't, you know, and fake meat and whatever. And you know what it made me think of? Like, they, 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 like cattle. So my food's food eats, you know, grass. Like, my, my food, my cows, they eat grass, right? Like, the elite, they think we're like cows, and so they want us to eat like cows so that they can eat us. And it just had that thought, and I'm like, you want me to eat bugs so that you can eat me and save. I mean, that's just, that's how I thought. In a, even in think, a metaphorical way, right? Even in a metaphorical way, saying. I think, you know, it's like, it, it's a humiliation ritual to some degree. And it's also, if you look into the science of it, eating bugs will make you unhealthy and weak. Your, your body's not yeah. made to digest it the way that like a rabbit's is or a chicken's is. Right. Yeah. Duh. I yeah. mean, follow the science. Isn't that like <laughs> the whole thing? Well, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Abby, you're up. Favorite conspiracy theory of all time. I love the idea that all of the gods from all of the pantheons are the same people just popping up over and over again through history. I've never looked into that one. Can you break that down for me? What do you mean? So like Zeus would be the same as In every pantheon, they have the same types. Like they have the sky god, and then they have a war god, and then they have a, a fertility god. Oh, there's so much crossover, even in areas of the world that that don't match. You have India's pantheon has Shiva the Destroyer, which is okay. a statue at CERN. Shiva the Destroyer is is at CERN. They have this big statue. Yeah. Um, CERN is built on top of the place where Apollo's temple was, Apollo is also the destroyer. Like these, th these beings are the same. So I'm obsessed with figuring out which, which gods are the same, which through lines go through how they've shown themselves differently in different times. Yeah. And we, we talked about it a little bit earlier this week with like Nimrod Gilgamesh, the connection there, that they're the same person, maybe the same as Apollo and uh, Osiris. And then when you really look into it, it's, it's, it becomes more and more convincing. So there's like Easter Ishtar. You see all these same fertility goddesses popping up throughout all of time. Yeah. Yeah. So you think they're all the same. What do you think they're all the same one God? Or do you think there's like five gods that play multiple different roles as they go on or four gods or whatever? There's a handful. I'm not sure how many. And they're okay. all, I think the biblical conception of them would be demons, but the Bible also names gods of the old Testament. So the God Baal, for example, from the old Testament would also be Zeus would be that same sky God idea. And so the, the God Baal, then that comes from, I think people really dug that up during Balenciaga, same God. Balenciaga. You yeah. got it. Right. Balenciaga. Yeah. Worship, okay. Worshiping the same God. Okay. So, and that was the child, that was the child sacrifice one. The one, that guy, yeah. there was a picture he's eating kids. Fantastic. Yeah. It's fantastic life. So excited to be here. Listen, <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. No, I think that's really interesting to me too. We fell down the Gilgamesh, uh, the G Gilgamesh, the Gilgamesh. I like Gilgamesh better though. I that's, said, that's I really keep calling it for four <laughs> days. Like I get hyper-focused on things. I'm going to talk right. to you guys about this too, but like the last six days, I've been hyper-focused on Hunter Biden setting up Joe Biden and that's how the docs were found. And so mm -hmm. then I fell down this whole rabbit hole and found all of these holes in the Hunter Biden story, right? None of it makes any sense. That Hunter Biden's like, 
a white hat, but we're going to get more into that. But I get hyper-focused and I got hyper-focused on the Gil, but I kept calling her Gilgam or, um, giggle mesh or giggle a mesh <laughs> and for like six videos and people tried to correct me but i still couldn't say it right and if the whole that whole thing i had no idea that that email existed so she had she had sent like an encrypted email looking right. for gilgamesh's tomb and the and nephilim so that, bodies that it literally said looking for the tomb of gilgamesh and the nephilim bodies and i'm, I'm trying to remember if it said dna in it but it definitely said nephilim bodies related with that tomb yeah yeah, she wanted the tomb. She wanted right. so she could go and God only, you know, I'm if anybody is a lizard person, not all of this, it's fucking Hillary Clinton. It just is. Have you seen her? I yeah. mean, there's some people you could just tell. Like I had this yeah. English teacher, but she she just looks like a toad. <laughs> okay, moving on. All right. So Todd, now let's what I said. When, when we talk about the different conspiracy theories, I mean you talk about the shows and stuff that you guys do. How does your mind work in terms of your research or where do you start when it comes to like topics or where do you start when it comes to like wanting to get things down? I'm going to go with PJ on this one. Uh, yeah. So we, when we started the show, we, we kind of got together and wrote down a list of topics that we were interested in. I, I had done a conspiracy show before starting in 2019 that went on from 2019 to the end of 2020. And I had saved all my notes and kind of research. And we started there with like, Hey, this is some stuff I've already dug into. So we've got some ideas for shows that we could, we could redo them or we could, you know, use that as a jumping off point. And we kind of set it up where <clears throat> I think at first we tried to like plan like months in ahead. And, and it just yeah. doesn't work yeah. that way because I've sometimes something <laughs> pops up and it's interesting and you're just like, you got to go with this. Yeah. So we, we do that. We have like all these topics we want to talk about and we get together usually every week or a couple of times. Uh, we'll just okay. talk throughout the week and be like, Hey, what do we want to cover next? And we'll figure this out. And then honestly, I get so many messages and emails from people that are just like, you should look into this. You should look into this. So we're always adding yeah. it. But then this, these last few months have been nuts. We had Balenciaga pop up. We had this Andrew Tate stuff pop up, uh, the Kanye stuff. Like it's been like sometimes we'll have a show. I've had a show for two months. It's been in the background because of other stuff that I find like more, like is more precedent uh, that I want to cover. So we kind of just do it week by week. And, you know, we've got a list of stuff we want to cover if, if we run out of something. But yeah. Yeah, there's no, that. there's no I, running out in conspiracy theories, but yeah, there isn't. And there's new conspiracies coming about every single day. It seems like, so like right. if we run out of the old ones, there's always the new ones. Yeah. We used to do the same thing. I used to book shows two and three months out and event. And then you'd get to that third month and you'd be like, damn, I don't even want to talk about this anymore. Like, I, I don't even want it. Like, I don't even know what this is. Right. Right. So I, I get that. And then it's, it's interesting because it does seem like a lot of the things, the conspiracy, like the JFK stuff, I wanted to do a whole show on JFK. Well, I got my chance when the, the classified docs were released out to the, you know, out to the public. Right. And I was like, well, there you go. If you wait long enough. Uh, Abby, what about you? How do you, what part of the show do you play? And then how do you do your research? And what does that look like in your wheelhouse? Yeah. So what we do is we go back and forth as to who is going to lead the show. So oh. this upcoming week is, is mine. And we'll talk about what we want to do, but whoever's week it is gets kind of the final say and we trust each other to pick like what's what's good, what's important. So we try to hit on things that are relevant, but also I put a lot of stock in what what's pulling me because I know that if I have a pull towards something, I'm going to research it whether or not I'm supposed to. So mm -hmm. it's not helpful to me to, to try to do a show that's, this has happened a bunch of times where I've been like, 
I do not care about the thing I'm supposed to be researching. And what I really want to do is dig into Logan Paul and the cons- conspiracy to like destabilize cryptocurrency instead of whatever. I think I was supposed to be doing Britney Spears that week. Yeah, yeah. So, wait, wait, wait. I'm not, I'm not. What? Logan Paul, what? Didn't he have the pig? That, that Logan Paul? Yes, that was part of what was popping off, but he was exposed for this big cryptocurrency scandal. And so I tied it in with a bunch of other cryptocurrency scandals and crypto billionaires being dead and all of these things. I didn't know any of that. I don't, I'm not a big Logan Paul fan. My kids used to talk about him a lot. I think he used to make YouTube videos at one point that were funny. He must have because they, they knew who he was. They don't anymore. But And I know he had a pig. And the pig apparently dropped off. I didn't know about the crypto. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah, what about yeah. The, what about it? So he he met this guy named Eddie Ibanez. And they were like, what if we make Pokemon but on the blockchain? So they tried to make a game that was like NFTs, but it was Pokemon. And okay. tons of people invested in it. And this guy, Eddie Ibanez, is like the serial liar. He's like allegedly in the CIA or was in the CIA and allegedly an orphan but his mom's still alive there's like all kinds of lies he's told so it seems like eddie just took logan for a ride and then ultimately the whole thing fell apart and people lost millions of dollars who had invested in this game that never came to fruition and there was a lot of details in it but ultimately it looks like eddie was an operative that it was like his idea the whole time. And it's like this kind of ties into this whole concept of governments don't really like the idea of cryptocurrency being this free, free currency. And so you see the SBF thing fall apart and the government right. using that to. It's like a Je- Jekyll Island all over again, trying to use it as an excuse to regulate cryptocurrency so they. In SBF, there's there's all kinds of conspiracies with him too. So a lot of things just kind of stack up to be governments around the world seem to want to destabilize cryptocurrency so that they can have an excuse to regulate it. Right. Well, in so 2000, guess, oh, go ahead. Shit, no, sorry. no, go ahead. I was just gonna say, like, to add to that, in 2002, this is when uh, the UN passed this uh, resolution that we were eventually going to get a one world digital currency and people forget okay. that this has been in play for over 20 years so then you see all, you know all these crypto billionaires that abby was talking about getting murdered within or dying suddenly or in helicopter crashes or drowning in the ocean after tweeting that they were going to be killed by the cia and Mossad, and all this stuff is happening within a few months so yes yeah, it's, it's just kind of adding on to this sbf thing where it seems like they want to do another jekyll island and centralize cryptocurrency and create a, a one world currency and they talked about I, this at, at Davos. Now I had heard about I I I had heard of, we'd done a whole show on the FTX thing when it broke because the reason we did the show was because when it broke everything became public and but when everything became public, uh, there was a bunch of people on Twitter. We put together that so essentially we talk about Ukraine. Okay, right. I don't know how much I can say <laughs> on YouTube. So the money from from FTX that the Ukraine had an FTX account. And so the Biden administration is sending billions to Ukraine. That money's being deposited into that account in Ukraine because it's the war fund count. And then the money from that account is coming back into the States to the democratic party. It actually came to both parties, but primarily the democratic party, the Republicans didn't see near the amount, right? They still saw some, but they didn't see near the amount. So, but they did all this through FTX cryptocurrency, right? 
And so they don't want to regulate it, but they use it. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. Well, that, that's actually our number one TikTok reel, whatever you'd call it on Instagram right now. It's been blocked since the moment I uploaded it. And I didn't say Republican or Democrat. I just said, hey, money's going into oh. Ukraine. And then I gave the amounts and I explained it really succinctly in one minute. It got instantly blocked where you have to click like three times. Do I want to watch this video? And it's got mm -hmm. like 600,000 views still because people are just like, they're seeing, oh, hey, Instagram wants to block us. I love that this is happening now that people see that Oh, Instagram doesn't like this. The fact checkers at Meta don't like this. They must be saying something true. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that whole Instant thing. Instant follow. Crazy. Do you know how many of those I get? Like, a, <laughs> if I get a warning on your page, I'm following you, girl. This is the best. I get some right. DMs. No, that's the Ukraine stuff, and the Ukraine stuff on YouTube is super touchy. Um, you can't talk about Ukraine in a way that is dismissive or in a way that is uh, would make people believe. It, yes, exactly. <laughs> I. I'm not going to say much. I'm just yeah. No, that's fair. That's we fair. just came back. We just came back. My my second strike doesn't fall off until March. Gotcha. So we have to ride the line until March. But so the FTX stuff is is interesting. And then that's when all the billionaires died too. And so FTX melted. And then all those billionaires all of a sudden started to pop up. And um, Sam Bankman freed, gets arrested, and then is bailed out of jail by who knows who. He's going to be investigated by not Marjorie. What is her name? older lady congress but they're like best friends like they were hugging and kissing in congress last year so the yeah whole i'm thing trying to remember just, her name too because i know who you're talking about and it's yeah, slipped my mind her name yeah she looks like a it doesn't matter but yeah. no that that whole that's what i don't understand like i guess in your opinion then what would what do you do you think is going to happen? Do you think we're going to go into the one world currency? Do you think they're going to crash cryptocurrency and we're just never going to be able to use it? What do you think is where do you think we're headed? I think it's going to follow the same pattern as it did with Jekyll Island. So for those who aren't okay. familiar, um, all of our currency used to be free. And then a bunch of bankers got together on Jekyll Island and they wrote the legislation that would create the Fed. And within the next and they got it passed and then the markets crashed and everything happened and we've had the fed ever since and everything that came with that so i think what they want um is not to end cryptocurrency but to create fear around cryptocurrency create this feeling that it has to be regulated so many bad actors logan paul was scamming people ftx is scamming everybody's scamming people you have to regulate it and they want it to be centralized because they don't like anything that's not under their control. Right. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that they're following the same playbook that they've been laying out for 30 or 40 years. Well, further back, but let's say, let's just start with like 1992 when uh, the Agenda 22 was put into place, right? So you've got this same exact idea. Like this is, I'm not trying to go back to Bluebeam so much, but this is why that interests me is because you can look at Agenda 22 and see how a one world government has been in a plan for a long time. And then you watch Davos every year as we all do. And you're like, yeah, they're really, they really are hoping for or trying to push this one world government that's run out of Davos by Klaus Schwab or whoever. And now you see the same plans from 2002 till now with cryptocurrency becoming a one world, a one world currency, which is how they've always talked about it for 20, 21 years now. So I think, you know, this is obviously what they want. I just don't know how, how long it's going to take, but it's, it's, I think it's more of a, just like a, an, a when than if at this point. So do you think we've lost them? Because you go to a one world currency where it's all regulated and you go to electric cars and you get rid of people's gas stoves. And 
I mean, electricity can be turned on and off remotely for the hand of a switch, right? And gas can't be, which is why, you know, a lot of people think that they're trying to get rid of the, the, the gas, the gas cars, gas stoves. Do you think that we've already lost that? Like, and this is just going to happen and there's not much people can do about it? Or do you think the fight is still going on? Or what are your guys' thoughts? Do you want to go first, Abby? I got thoughts, but I don't, I don't want to cut you off. Well, I, I believe that the Bible is true. I don't necessarily believe the Bible is easy to interpret, especially in terms of end times prophecy, but I definitely believe it's true. So regardless of how things play out, I think we know the end of the story and it's a happy ending. So, but it, it looks like it's going to get bad before it can get good. So. I don't think that we're ever done fighting. That's the thing. It's like, right. do I think that at the end of, you know, at a long enough timeline that it, eventually someone's going to, you know, c- turn the world into one world currency, one world government, control your gas stove, make you live in the pod and eat the bugs on a long enough timeline. That's going to happen. I think, honestly, I don't think that means that we're ever done fighting. And I think that's, you know, part of what we talk about too is, I think a lot of what we talk about is we talk about all the conspiracy stuff and we bring to it a spiritual angle because I feel like that is where our fight ultimately always is. Um, so there's not as black pilling as some of the stuff we talk about is, I feel like we have a, a reason to be joyful and a reason to talk about things and be able to laugh because we have a fight that we can win. And I think that fight is, 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 uh, has already been won in Jesus. That's my personal faith belief, but that's, how I come to things about this. So, yeah. And if, if you, you know, for anyone who isn't spiritual at all, doesn't find that helpful, I would say that they only know how to destroy things. Right. So all we have to do is hold on long enough for them to destroy everything, including themselves and then rebuild. Yeah. Like every post-communist country has done ever. And I also, I also think, I don't know if you use the term conservative. It seems to be a, such a muddied word at this point. But I think part of that that idea is that we're all doctors in a way, right? Like we're all trying to keep the patient alive. We know that on a long enough timeline that America is not going to, you know, it's going to be like every other nation. It's going to fall. You know, all the systems are going to fall and break apart at some point. Uh, but, you know, we, like I've got kids. So like my goal is always to try to preserve as much as I can. Uh, for, for their generation, hopefully they have a, a not as uh, bad of a life as what I see coming down the road. If nothing, if no blocks are put to stumble these people. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. I have kids too. And that's something we've talked about an awful lot. I think that I kind of, you know, and I agree, I think it's going to get worse. Um, but I think it's going to get better. I think it's going to get a whole lot better, but I do think it's going to get worse uh, before it does, regardless on how you see things, whether you see it from a spiritual aspect, whether you see it from a political aspect, um, my firm belief on this has always been that it isn't necessarily us. So like me, you, uh, Abby, it, it, it's not necessarily, they're not really after us. Right. They're really after our kids and then our kids' right. kids, right? Because when it comes to indoctrination and when it comes to uh, total control and, and making you know real change, it's usually generational. And like from the baby boomers to the I'm Gen X and then from Gen X to the millennials and then so on. Everybody, it seems like every generation is vastly different because there's always something that changed it as it's it's raised up. Things the way things are now are vastly different than the way things were when I was, you know, in my fifteen or in my in my teens, fifteen. You know, and the way that my my dad was at fifteen is vastly different than the way that uh, I did things at fifteen. And so, 
I always thought this was like generational, like the fight. And I think you're right. We're never going to stop fighting because freedom is not necessarily free. It's always going to have to be something right. that's going to be defended because it's Klaus Schwab that's coming to get it and making you eat bugs or, you know, aliens. There's always going to be somebody that's going to be at the door. It's kind of like a movie in that sense. There's always going to be a bad guy. This is why I find we, we were talking about like how conspiracies are popping up constantly. And we're always trying to cover like, hey, this this thing is going on. But this is why we also focus as much as we can when we're not doing that, going back to the foundational stuff. Because one of the things I think people don't realize is you're exactly right about it being generational. A lot of these people, a lot of these bad actors, they're from bloodlines of bad actors. They're from movements that have, you know, hundreds of years old. Right. So if you look, you know, back to I mean, even if you're just talking communism in like a, a basic sense. Uh, you look back to like the 1920s and the 1930s even, and they're they're literally infiltrating churches. They're infiltrating school boards. You can listen, look at people like Bella Dodd who infiltrated New York system, New York State's school system. And by the time she was done, there it was like 50% of more of all teachers in New York City in the night in New yeah maybe it was just New York City in the 1950s were card carrying communist members. So this is like a long. They have a long game. They've been. Yeah, it's a long know, game. Well, it is. And the problem, I think, with conservatives is that the conservative spirit is I'm going to build my fence and I'm going to live my good life and I don't want you to bother me. Mm -hmm. And that's all nice if you're living in a good world. Um, but the conservative spirit is not a revolutionary spirit. And if the world is as, really as bad as it looks right now, you need the revolutionary spirit. You don't, a conservative spirit isn't going to do anything. What are you conserving? Right. It's interesting that you brought up the word revolution. So I'm putting together a video that I wanted to do, and it's about the vaccine base. And so I went and I found a bunch of stories of people like on Reddit and on Twitter that took the vaccine and now regret it for various different reasons. And I'm going to go through and I'm going to compile them and I'm going to read them, not on YouTube, on Rumble exclusively. But uh, a lot of the tweets and a lot of the threads that I found, they hashtag the revolutionary spirit. And so... And then it was ref in, ref in in referring to the the vaccination, like the it's time. Then you know, and a lot of them screamed, "It's time for the revolution! It's time for uh, people to start, you know, pushing back." I think people just don't know where to start. And I think you're right, but I think I also think that the newer age conservatives are a little bit different. I think that they're ready to go out and and do the things. I think you see that in January sixth, right? How many people? And a lot of those were younger, lots younger people, you know, twenties and early thirties, and the older conservatives uh, that you're speaking of be like your boomers. Right. And I can think of my old man and he was like, just don't bother me. Like, I'm right. just, right. you know, I'm not going to bother you. you just don't <clears throat> bother? He did. These are the people that didn't want to talk politics at the, at the dinner table. Right. You don't talk about your income. You don't talk about religion. You know, you don't want to, you don't want to ruffle feathers and you don't want to make people feel uncomfortable. Then raised my generation, which is generation X. We're all kinds of people pleasing assholes who have to break out of that. And then, so on and so forth. And then we raise the next generation. So it's kind of built this whole, it's almost like the boomers built this revolutionary yeah. by being so boomery. Yeah. I yeah. talk about this a lot. We need to get rid of this boomer spirit. And the, and the number one thing I've been bringing up for years is that this whole idea that you don't talk dinner and politics or you don't talk politics yeah. and religion at the dinner table or around friends or whatever is the worst thing that we could have ever possibly done. It was the yes. worst idea we could have given people the two things that are going to affect your life more than anything else the two most important things to you and to everybody around you is religion and politics and it's the two things that we were told don't ever talk about that that's crazy yeah it's not abby did you ever talk about it how we did how i don't know how old are you i'm i'm i just turned 28 i just oh, turned 28 yeah okay 
Okay, yes, go ahead. I'm at the age where I don't know how old I am anymore. No. Um, <laughs> we talked about it in my house, mostly because I was incredibly interested in it and I was never shut down for it. But like we we were told, don't bring this stuff up around, up around your grandmother. Um, she won't she won't like it. You know, it's not polite to talk about these things in in public public. So I kind of had a little bit of both. Like I was allowed to talk about it, but still a taboo. I remember blatantly being not allowed to talk about it. Like I'm then being hushed and being shushed. I didn't even know my dad was a Republican until five years before he died. I, I had no idea until he, he had mentioned something about Trump running. And I'm like, yeah, big old Republican. No clue. <laughs> we did not talk about it. We don't talk about finances. Like, and I would have to agree with PJ. I think that is, and I think that was done on purpose. We talk a lot about what's going on right now. And this is another conspiracy theory. Cause you can talk about MK ultra, you could talk about programming or whatever, but what's going on right now, specifically with this kind of programming, but then too, with like the COVID and just the masks and the jabs yeah. and the gaslighting it's, it's all stems from that kind of reactive behavior. Like you don't want to make people feel uncomfortable. So put this mask on. It doesn't matter if you agree right. with it or not. It's the same put concept, it. right? Son of, and everybody just did. And I'm like, man, y'all are broken. I yeah. wear no mask for nobody. This is ridiculous. And so I didn't go anywhere, but yeah. the amount of people that just masked up, scared the Jesus out of me. I thought there's no revolution. What are you talking about? Like all they'd have to do is come out and spread one rumor about possibly a one black plague case. And everybody's going to go home and stay there. Like everybody's going to freak out. I, I was severely disappointed in the reaction of the, the people when it came to COVID-19. But I think yeah. it was done on purpose by that specific reason. Yeah. And I think they've been setting the ground stage for that. Talking about the long game. They've been setting the ground stage for that for a long time. That's why when COVID-19 first hit and I was doing a conspiracy show at the time, I thought it was going to be a no big deal for the, for the reason that I was looking back at the statistics of uh, the bird flu, Zika, west nile virus i was just looking through all these going hey they've been doing this every couple of years to to churn up media numbers and all this stuff and i didn't I, I thought there was a possibility at some point that they would like use that kind of constant fear to like test people and eventually they would release something and i just didn't realize it was covid until you know they shut the country down right because i think the first time i talked about it was before the two weeks to slow the spread it was like very early on i think it's That's interesting the first that time no, go ahead. That took COVID for us to wake up because it's not like the government hasn't been cramming down wild, terrible regulations for a long time, especially on small businesses. It's interesting that it had to directly affect our bodies before we would we would start to say anything about it at scale. What do you mean? Like, well, you mean like the people that that fell for it or the people that pushed back or. I mean, yeah, the people that. We haven't had, I haven't seen in my lifetime this level of rebellion against the government as because of COVID and the vaccines. Like people got, people are so angry about COVID and the vaccines. And I'm just curious why it took that for us to start getting angry at the government. Because the <clears throat> government has been destroying lives and businesses for generations with incredibly heavy regulations, heavy taxes, just all kinds of destruction, destructive, terrible things. But this is what it took for us to wake up. 
Can I give an opinion on that? Yeah. I think I think that because they have been so good for a hundred plus years of incrementalism, where they just they get you just angry enough that you don't do anything, and then they back off for a minute. But the goal line didn't move. Like the the ground they took, they didn't recede any. Yeah, they just take a little bit of ground, and then you get mad, and then you calm down, and they take a little bit more ground. And they've been doing this for a hundred years. You can actually look, like if you pick any single subject, you can figure this out. The, the one that I always bring up is back in 2011 when Google gave that user agreement for hey if you sign if you want to use Gmail you have to sign this user agreement and people were mad because it said we can read your emails and we can sell them to to whoever right mm-hmm. now we all just have like Alexa and we're all just like hey we know the government listens to everything we say every time i talk about anything there's an advertisement on my phone for it 5 seconds later so like that incrementalism of the government spying on you started off you know little bit and a little bit and a little bit and people just got mad and they just gave up Mm-hmm. So I think I think with COVID, it was just like they they t- did a bridge too far. And I think that's also true of the Biden presidency. My prediction on that was that we were going to, you know, the slow change happens really slowly and then all at once. And I said, when Biden gets into office, I feel like that's going to be the all at once phase. And this last two years have been the longest 10 years of a presidency that I think we've ever experienced. I mean, it started off like right away, like destroying the economy and destroying, you know, fossil fuel industry and and putting us all back you know, we, we, you know, uh, two years ago, I was making less money than I am now. And I not, I'm living paycheck to paycheck now because it just doesn't go anywhere. <laughs> we're, we're the same. Yeah. I've never had a panic attack in, in a grocery store until I did today. Right. And I realized that it cost me less to buy two pounds of ground beef than it did for a carton of eggs. Legit <sighs> chest pains. That's, like, that's for real. That's for real. Holy smokes. 80, 20 or whatever it was. We're using it for chili. So we didn't really need the good shit. Right. But still. It was like three bucks. So it was a total of six carton eggs. Here's seven change. Dang. Yeah. It's a ridiculous. I think the COVID stuff. So I've got, I've had a theory on this for a while. And I think when you, when you talked about them moving the goalposts too far um, and, and kind of Abby to your point too, that they've been doing this for so long and, and it just, it took COVID. They locked everybody down. We all, we had nothing to do. Look, I made mom content. I owned a little bakery in my house. I didn't pay attention to Jack Skittley squat. Okay, I I didn't I barely knew who the president even was, believe it or not. I've never done really done the political thing. I liked yeah. Obama because look how well he speaks and he's so funny. Yeah, he's so funny. He's winsome. Oh he he's is so absolutely. Winsome. So then we get to COVID and they lock us all down. And in my brain, I'm like, this is ridiculous. Like I'm not. What are you? You're gonna kick my kids out of school? This is a cold, and you think they wanted us to wear masks? I'm like, well, if it's as bad as they say it is. This mask ain't going to do nothing. Right. Stay home. <laughs> you know, they wanted us washing our groceries in our garage. There was no way. I'm like, like if it's that bad, I told my husband, if it's that bad, we're just <clears> locked. <throat> I said, right. let's just spend what time we got together left, hanging out with together and just be done. And lo and behold, nothing happened. But I did not go anywhere. I didn't want to wear a mask. And then it got super political because my whole town, even though I live in a red state, in a red county, in a red town, my whole town jumped on the mask mandates, jumped and they put jab vaccine pa- or, uh, uh, clinics in the, the middle school right at the start. And we're vaccinating the kids like, whoa. And they yelled at me. They came down and they came down hard at me. Like you'd said, people got angry, like unnecessarily angry. It was unreal. Some of the people like the real and people really came out during COVID and you're right. I think that, but I think that was done by design. I don't think that was an accident. I think right. that was done on purpose to, pr- to directly like put that line in the sand. Because then we all started to wake up. We all started to pay attention. I think it woke everybody up. Great awakening. 
Yeah. I, I talked about this at the time, but you can't meet someone face to face unless you have a face. And like the whole thing of covering your face, I think did incredibly terrible things to our to, to our to society. Where okay. you you you're walking around for what two years and you don't see anybody's face. By the end of it, even when I wasn't masking, I was like, I just want to smile at somebody. I just want to see somebody smile back at me. And it's not enough to just see their eyes. I want to see somebody's face. And I think that it made us forget that we're surrounded by other human beings. And I, somebody said it. I don't know who it was, but give a man a mask and he'll show you who he really is. We dehumanized people so much over COVID. And I just remember, like, it, I hate making, like, insane comparisons, but it was... How do I say this? I was going to say, I was going to say it reminded me of like, you know, the, the Hitler youth in a way, like just snitching on your neighbor kind of stuff. But like it was, you saw what happened when you gave small people who are insignificant in life in every other way, who are never going to have any power and you yeah. gave them power over other human beings and you saw they yep. treated you. And it was the Yale experiments all, or there was a Harvard, yeah. Harvard experiments all over again uh, on steroids. I mean, I guess it was on steroids because they literally beat the crap out of each other, but on a global scale. Wait. Is that is that the experiment where they pretended to be prisoners and yes. jailers? Was that Harvard okay. or Yale? I can never. It's a Harvard study. It was right? Harvard study. It was a yeah, Harvard yeah. study. And then they had to they had to end it early because the people took it too far. Like the jailers took it too far. Right? Didn't they end that study within early? weeks? Within weeks? Yeah. Yeah. It took zero like, time. Yeah. Here's Insane. another one. I was just looking at this today. Marina Abramovich. We all have probably talked about the whole spirit cooking thing with her, but yeah. another piece of performance art that she did. It was really famous was she stood in a room she put a sign up that said you can do whatever you want to me for this duration of time i think it was six hours yeah i think she so. had a table with a loaded gun on it a knife a rose a whole bunch of things and she gave people carte blanche to treat her however they wanted and she was just going to stand there and say nothing and take it and, and she said she would take full responsibility for anything and People treated her like truly horrifically. Like they cut her, they put the gun to her head, they did all sorts of crazy things. Um, and say what you will about Marina Abramovich, but that was a really powerful piece of art, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> can't say anything nice about Marina Abramovich, but yeah, no. she did. She did prove a point. Yeah, and well, and I and she proved a good one. People really like people's true cut. People lost their families. Like I don't mm -hmm. talk to mine. And because of this whole thing, um, I, I, people weren't allowed to come over for Thanksgiving. <clears throat> like people's true colors came out and came out in a big way. And it's exactly like you said, like we gave all these, these people who have probably been small their whole lives, a little bit of power, a big TikTok account, right? They gave them right. a big, big social media accounts because we were all getting banned, but they were allowed to keep their accounts as long as they kept talking about it in a positive light. And they just were ruthless some of the comments that i would get from legitimate people not just bots but like legitimate people talking about raping my children because I, all because i'm not going to wear a mask right i would never it, but it really did shake my faith in humanity i'm like man the rapture's got to be on its way this is just you want you want a, a quick anecdote about someone with, who never had any power treating me terribly this whole thing i yes. went to i was at a you know those roadside truck stops they're not really rest stops rest areas yeah. They're just like a bathroom and a vending machine. Yeah. I pulled into one at five in the morning. There's a janitor there and he wasn't even cleaning the restroom I was going into. No one's no one's here. Like this place is deserted. It's five in the morning. I'm a truck driver for 
my normal job. And I go up and I go to walk into the bathroom and he comes across the lawn, gets in my face and starts pushing me like he's going to fight me because I almost walked into his bathroom without a mask on by myself. Like as if I was going to give the, the urinal COVID. And I thought it was going to, this was the one time during this whole thing where I really thought I was going to get into a, a fist fight with somebody over, over the mask thing. It was, it was something that stupid. This guy, this is some stupid janitor at a roadside truck uh, rest area decided he had the power to abuse me and to physically harm me over not wanting to wear a mask by myself in a bathroom on the side of the road. That's how did insane ever, it got. Did you ever get an apology from anybody? Never. Never got one apology. Never. never. I've never got one apology, no. not from nobody. No. Dang. Do you think that, do you, okay. So I'm going to ask you another question. I'm going to get both your opinions. I'm going to go back to the COVID stuff. So COVID happened in what, 2019, 2020, right at the end of Trump's presidency. Yeah. <clears throat> do you think it was supposed to happen then? Or do you think that it was supposed to happen <coughs> later on? We all know it was kind of pre-planned, but I, the way I had seen it, and then some other folks agreed with me too, that it seemed like it was early because it did seem like everything happened at once and people were in shell shock. My thought process was that it was supposed to come like we were supposed to be built up a little bit more because then I think it would have been more accepted. Like, you know, even just another five years people would have accepted it more as little things started to roll out, but it was like COVID hit and then everybody was divided and that was it. Do you think, think it was early or do you think it, it was right when it was supposed to be? I think they panicked and hit the, hit the button. Okay. I think, I think they panicked because they realized that they really wanted to input and not even just in America. I would say this was like a worldwide thing. We always focus on the stolen elections here and stuff like, or sorry, the fishy elections. here. I don't know what I can say. Uh, uh. I think that they pushed the red button because they're like, hey, now we have this way to push through this new way that we can do voting, mail-in voting. We can push this whole thing. So I, I don't know. The fact that it was the last year of Trump and then we saw mail-in mail voting become the thing and that's going to stick with us forever post-COVID, I think that they I think they did on purpose. Maybe they rushed okay. it for that reason, but I think, I think it was released at that time on purpose for that. You think they did it on purpose. Abby, what do you think? The thing about the shadow elites that run everything is that they are exactly as incompetent as the DMV. I so they're dumb. Yes, there is a a whole we're being controlled, but I think we we give them too much credit for intellect and like planning and stuff. I think PJ's right. They I think they pressed the button maybe earlier than they should have. They needed a uh stronger virus <clears throat> right it, it was way too weak to do what they really wanted to do yeah i i think so i think they released it early but the reason i think so is if you look at all around the world what was happening at the exact same time all these new politicians are getting elected that are all saying the exact same catchphrase the great or um build back better that was joe biden's thing it was Tr justin trudeau's thing it was i can't remember the name of the guy in in uh, um japan it was all these world leaders all these world economic forum puppet leaders that were all running at that <clears throat> running that year on build back better. And if you look at what build back better is, it just seems like this was a whole way to like push that agenda and get those people into office. I see it in the comment right. section. Hillary was supposed to be elected. <clears throat> right. Which I think threw off whatever plan that they had. Yeah. So I had, I had kind of the same theory. So I think initially back in, in so let's say Obama's days, I think Obama probably set this going back to Bush I think this was all being set up over those administrations. And then we got to 2016 and 
Donald Trump came, I mean, and he had talked about it pretty much his whole life, uh, possibly running and possibly not and kind of joking around about it. And then he announced he was going to run and then nobody thought he'd win. I didn't think he'd win, but I wasn't really paying that much attention. I was like, whatever. I wasn't going to vote for Hillary because I kind of had an idea about uh, there was the Benghazi thing got me with Hillary. There right. was no way I was going to vote for her. Yeah. But I never thought that Trump would make it through there. And then when the debates happened, we watched for entertainment. Again, I wasn't really paying attention. And then he won. And I think that really kind of uh, threw off the New World Order agenda. So I think he won and dismantled, threw it all off. And then we had the four years of Trump, right? Then we all woke up to fake news. I had no idea that the news did this. I just yeah. listened to it in the background. I didn't pay any, you know, I had no idea that the news was doing this. I had no idea we were China. Okay. Yeah. We are. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I was, I drive for a living and I was driving that night that Donald Trump won. I was at my dad's house watching the election results come in and it was looking pretty clear that Trump was going to win. <clears throat> and I had to go to work and I was driving and I turned on NPR because I was like, well, they'll have 24 hour coverage of, of the election stuff. And NPR, who's always made themselves so boring and so like, we're balanced. We have a left side and a right side and the left side says something, the right side says something. And they're really like, that's how they've always been. I listened to that, them that night and it was... It was like listening to Rachel Maddow. It was that bad. Yeah. And you could see that nobody anywhere thought that Donald Trump was going to win. Like everything, like something upset the entire global order that night that they were just like freaking out. And it really, that's when the mask I think came off of every, like even if you knew like a lot of us did that CNN was, was corrupt and all this stuff, even the places that pretended to be middle of the road, just completely yeah. mask came off that night. Do you think that... Okay. So we're in, we're in, we're in 2020. Okay. Yeah. Were you surprised that Joe Biden won the election? Yes. You were really? Yes. But okay. I was on my arc. So I grew up really, really conservative, went to a really conservative college, was so exhausted of it by the time I was out, exhausted of people not seeing any merit to the other side, any like just even willing to humanize the other side that I took a little bit of a dip left for a while because just from a compassion standpoint, I was just yeah. like, I understand where these people are coming from and you won't even consider it. And when someone won't even consider the other side, you know, you overcompensate a little bit. So I thought I was adjusting for media bias and not media lies. So it wasn't until fall of 2020 that I started even admitting that there were outright lies and kind of coming to a right-wing extremist point, like much farther right than I ever was growing up. So yes, I was surprised that Trump lost. And I think that that was around that time I like came out as conservative on Twitter because I had been like closeted and trying to... <laughs> trying to Not. be in the bookish space and there's just a lot of things that that happened to kind of wake me up but yeah i i thought he would win because i thought biden was a i mean he's a zombie i i i said six months before the election when they started talking about the the uh mail-in voting stuff i said no matter who wins no one's going to trust it at this point because mm -hmm. of mail-in voting but i still thought trump was going to win for this for, for these reasons i saw all of these anti-trump people these never trumpers in 2016 
becoming Trump supporters. And I saw a groundswell of more support. And I'm like, if you look at it, he's going to get more election, more votes in 2020 than he did in 2016. And that has always historically meant he'll win re-election. Right. I was basing it on those numbers alone, and I didn't even think, and I don't know why I didn't think this, that there would be (laughs) something fishy going on, I guess, where Biden would get like 20 million votes more than Hillary Clinton. So I didn't factor that. I was just going, Trump has more support than he did in 2016. I think the mail-in thing, nobody's going to trust it. Maybe maybe they want that, so that way they won't, you know, they can have that further push that agenda of trust. Trump's a Russian stooge, and he's stolen every election. But yeah, I, I was I was wrong on it. I thought he would win. I yeah, was, I mean, just I from my not. personal. Yeah, I feel stupid now, but yeah, no, I didn't, and not because of that. I just like it was so he should have like he, it was so. It, it's kind of like when you watch those movies, and if the plot line is not written well enough, and you can kind of guess who the bad guy is, and right. who the yeah. good guy is, and what. That's how I felt about it. I'm like everybody was banking on him to win. I'm like he's not gonna win. And then he didn't. And I was like, see, but in regardless how you feel about it, it, it's, I don't know. I I don't know. I I should have, I should have realized that the right is always slow to adopt to the new laws and the new, uh, tactics of the left because we're always trying to hold on to the old things so mm-hmm. like when the when the left when it came out hey we're going to do mail-in voting and the left is like sweet now we can go and data you know g- grab ballots from old folks homes and the right's like well we're just going to do the same thing we've always done that's why we keep losing that's why we lost uh that's why we didn't do as good in the midterms as we should have for that exact same reason because we still won't adopt the new system that we're voting under we're still playing it like it's the old system to show up on the day you know, mail-in voting is always bad, so we shouldn't go and, and collect votes from from people. I think we're going to continue to lose until we actually go, hey, you know, there's a lot of Republicans out there that just don't want to get off their butts and vote, and we should probably go collect their votes and take them in. Thank I you, agree. Cody. Thank, Thank you. you. Cody. Cody's awesome. Abby, what do you think? About what in particular? Do you think that it's the Republicans' old way of thinking is the reason that they keep losing elections, or they didn't win like they should have, like he'd said, in the midterms? Or do you think it's just rigged, period? I think it's think both, it's, by the way, is what I was saying. I yeah, think, yeah, I think yeah. it's... Sorry, I, was, I, yeah. I wasn't saying it's no, just the Republicans' fault, but yeah. Right. Because if we adapted to what they're doing, it would mean we'd have to cheat too. And we would have to give up. We would have to just admit everything has fallen and we have to play this horrible game that we don't believe in. And so I think we're at this terrible position where we can't win without destroying the thing that we love. We can't win without tearing down the constitution that we say that we love. And so like, how do you even proceed when the thing you're trying to conserve is, I think we just have to admit that it's, it's dead. It's dead. And it's been dead. <clears throat> There's a song I really like that goes, um, I dream each night of some version of you that I might not have, but I did not lose. And I think that that's, the case with the United States, I might not have what I thought the United States was growing up, what I was taught in history class I was going to, I was going to get, but I didn't lose it. I never like, it hasn't existed as long as I've been alive. Right. Yeah. I think, I think the only way to win, and this is, this is really bad, but I think the only way to win is to actually break the rule, you know, play the way that they're playing, which is breaking the rules and then have people in power to put the rules back in place. The problem is, do we have those people who are going to do it? And I don't think we do. So I think it's like, it's kind of a crappy black pill kind of game anyway, but it's kind of like, it's just this infinity loop of right. 
shit. Like Marjorie Taylor Greene, I know that she was in hot water for a while, so she came out of the gate and and wrote on the backs of conspiracy theorists to win her position to where she's at, and then almost immediately flipped on them and and yeah. called them all called them all crazy. Like it, and now she's been doing the bidding of of Kevin McCarthy in the swamp. We are so we're gonna wrap in about four minutes, but I have one more question, and then this gets kind of shadow government government y. Okay, so we're talking about Joe Biden. I want to ask your honest opinion. Okay, do you think that is Joe Biden up there, like not, the real Joe Biden? Not every other day, no. Okay. I hundred percent don't think it is every At other all? day. No, no. I think some of the time it is. I don't think it's always him. Let me put it that do way. you think he's actually running the country there? Do you think he's oh, actually no. doing the job? Okay. Hell no. He's definitely okay. not doing the job. I'm just saying, like, as in physically, I think that some of the times the guy you see on camera is Joe Biden, and some okay. of the times it's someone in a mask or or that deep fake video that we all saw after he got cancer from the windshield wipers or whatever. Yeah. I somebody said Jim Carrey. I got I haven't looked into that yet. Somebody made the comment that Jim Carrey's been playing him. <clears throat> Maybe I'm like, I haven't looked. Abby, what do you think? I think there's three Bidens. Yep. Because Biden, yeah, has, Biden okay. has had a double for a really long time. He's okay. had a double since before he lost his cognitive ability. I think Biden number one has cancer. Biden's double has dementia. And then Biden number three is a deep fake of whoever. So when we see him on camera, thank you guys so much. Thank <laughs> you guys, you guys are, are amazing. Awesome. Um, when we see him on camera and he looks thank you so like completely wrong, it's um it's the deep fake Biden. When we see him and he's like just kind of stumbling over himself, but he's not terribly off base, that's cancer Biden. And then when we see him like really angry and like sundowning, that's that's dementia Biden. Okay. <laughs> what do you think though? Okay. I well, I, and I'm I'm in the middle of thinking. That's just okay. it, right? Because like I said, we've been on this kick since the documents dropped. And I've had this thought in my head since you know, the laptop from hell was dropped off that Hunter Biden uh, turned state's evidence on his dad. And that Hunter Biden is actually the one that's behind all of the corruption. Because if you think about it, everything that Hunt or that Joe Biden is under investigation for, we wouldn't have if it hadn't been for the laptop, if it hadn't been for the hacked cell phone. Who hacks the president of the XVP cell phone? You want right. to help me understand how that's not a security issue at the right. end of the day. They never caught him. And then on top of that, the documents that were hidden in the garage that Hunter used to go into and smoke crack and watch TV, which he writes about in his memoir. I am firmly convinced almost 98% at this point that Hunter Biden is the one behind all of the stuff that is currently bringing down Joe Biden. And he did it to cut himself a deal. He did it to get some revenge for his mom, who he's named after. And that he's a bigger part of this than I think people than just being the family fuck up. I think he's, he's behind it. I don't think he was always a good guy. I don't even know if he's a good guy now, but I think he's cutting some deals and that way he's going to stay out of prison. Probably saved his life. Didn't get sent to Gitmo. I don't know. Can we also talk about how Katie Hobbs has a boot on her leg? Did you guys see that? You guys wear the boot club, right? Ellen had the boot. Yeah. Yeah. I'm aware of the boot club. Okay. Yep. This has been a week. You guys, yeah, that's it, it has been. <laughs> it has been. We're at the top of the hour. Do you guys want to leave everybody with something before we wrap for tonight? I'll let you go first, Abby. I am working on the research for next episode, and it's going to be about cannibalism and vampirism and Hollywood and cryptids. So sweet. 
I just want to say thank you, Shipwreck, for having us on. This was a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, I know you saw, we saw you had our friend Maddie on the other night, who's a great guy. We've had him on our show as well. So if, you know, thank you guys. I've been keeping up with the chat. You guys are awesome up there. Um, if you guys want to hear more from us, check out Conspiracy Pilled on YouTube, on Rumble. Uh, we're also on everywhere you can listen to it. We've got a Locals channel, so uh, Instagram, all that good stuff. So if you could just follow us, it's almost always going to be just at Conspiracy Pilled. So appreciate you guys. And again, I've listed their links all below in the description of this live. So yeah, be sure to go go click like, follow, follow them everywhere. They are really good. Like, and I can say this verbatim. I, I've went, I've, I've checked out their podcast. They are extremely good. They're extremely thorough. They're entertaining to watch. I'm 100% on board with what you guys do. So you're Thank doing you. a great job. Thank you so much. Thank you for coming on our show. Thank you for your contribution to the movement, I guess. Is, I don't even know what to call it anymore at this point. The movement. And uh, that's it. You guys, thank you for coming out tonight. I love your faces. Today's Friday, meaning tomorrow is Saturday night. So Saturday night is going to be shipping Shannon shenanigans. Tomorrow night's going to be all about, we don't even know yet. We don't have a topic. We're going to hang. Uh, I think she wanted to do some kind of ask Shannon. So if you need some advice on stuff, you can come and hang out and ask us for advice. I also found some Reddit stories, which we're going to read off. Uh, that's asking for advice. We're just going to hang tomorrow night and uh, just talk to you guys and, and do what we do. So with that, you guys, we love your faces. Keep her moving. Take it easy. Tell your mom I says hi. And watch out for deer. Bye, guys. Back off. I'll take you on. Headstrong. You take on anyone. I know that you are wrong. You're headstrong. You're headstrong. You are wrong. You're hedged wrong. You're hedged wrong.